Today is January 8th, 2021. Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise. Blessings, friends. That should be our focus for today. Seriously, what blessings are you praising the Lord for today? I am praising Him for the joy of reporting for duty today and gathering here with you in the Lord's presence to seek to know Him a little better, to marvel at His ways across the span of time, and how the truths that we will hear today in these chapters that we journey through are still very relevant to us here today in 2021. Our five chapters today have us visiting Psalm 8, Psalm 38, Psalm 68, Psalm 98, and Psalm 128. I'm reading from the New English Translation of the Bible, also known as the Net Bible. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, it is so good, and I am so excited. Today, we begin the journey with one man who said yes to God. This is a guy who made mistakes, but who trusted God for the promises that God made to him and to his descendants. We're in Genesis chapter 12. Let's take a moment to invite the Lord to be a focus of this time. Father in heaven, we are here humbly seeking you and ask that you would pour into our life your truth. We are desperate for hope. We are desperate to experience peace and joy that is lasting. Open our minds and open our hearts to all that you have for us today. Allow us to be truly transformed by what we hear and by the work that the Holy Spirit is doing in our life. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 8, a Psalm of David. O Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your reputation throughout the earth. You reveal your majesty in the heavens above. From the mouth of children and nursing babies, You have ordained praise on account of your adversaries, so that you may put an end to the vindictive enemy. When I look up at the heavens which your finger made, and see the moon and the stars which you set in place, of what importance is the human race that you should notice them, or what importance is mankind that you should pay attention to them? You made them a little less than the heavenly beings, You crowned mankind with honor and majesty. You appointed them to rule over your creation. You have placed everything under their authority, including all the sheep and cattle, as well as the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that moves through the currents of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your reputation throughout the earth. Psalm 38, a psalm of David written to get God's attention. O Lord, do not continue to rebuke me in your anger. Do not continue to punish me in your raging fury. For your arrows pierce me, and your hand presses me down. My whole body is sick because of your judgment. I am deprived of health because of my sin. For my sins overwhelm me. Like a heavy load, they are too much for me to bear. My wounds are infected 
and starting to smell because of my foolish sins. I am dazed and completely humiliated. All day long I walk around mourning, for I am overcome with shame and my whole body is sick. I am numb with pain and severely battered. I groan loudly because of the anxiety I feel. O Lord, you understand my heart's desire. My groaning is not hidden from you. My heart beats quickly. My strength leaves me. I can hardly see. Because of my condition, even my friends and acquaintances keep their distance. My neighbors stand far away. Those who seek my life try to entrap me. Those who want to harm me speak destructive words. All day long they say deceitful things. But I am like a deaf man. I hear nothing. I am like a mute that cannot speak. I am like a man who cannot hear and is incapable of arguing his defense. Yet I wait for you, O Lord. You will respond, O Lord my God. I have prayed for deliverance because otherwise they will gloat over me. When my foot slips, they will arrogantly taunt me. For I am about to stumble, and I am in constant pain. Yet I confess my wrongdoing, and I am concerned about my sins. But those who are my enemies, for no reason, are numerous. Those who hate me without cause outnumber me. They repay me evil for the good I have done. Though I have tried to do good to them, they hurl accusations at me. Do not abandon me, O Lord. O God, do not remain far away from me. Hurry and help me, O Lord, my Deliverer. Psalm 68 by David A Psalm, A Song God springs into action. His enemies scatter. His adversaries run from him. As smoke is driven away by the wind, so you drive them away. As wax melts before fire, so the wicked are destroyed before God. But the godly are happy. They rejoice before God and are overcome with joy. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Exalt the one who rides on the clouds, for the Lord is his name. Rejoice before him. He is a father to the fatherless and an advocate for widows. God rules from his holy dwelling place. God settles in their own homes those who have been deserted. He frees prisoners and grants them prosperity. But sinful rebels live in the desert. O God, When you led your people into battle, when you marched through the wastelands, the earth shakes. Yes, the heavens pour down rain before God, the God of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. O God, you cause abundant showers to fall on your chosen people. When they are tired, you sustain them, for you live among them. You sustain the oppressed with your good blessings, O God. The Lord speaks. Many, many women spread the good news. Kings leading armies run away. They run away. The lovely ladies of the house divide up the loot. When you lie down among the sheepfolds, 
When you lie down among the sheepfolds, the wings of the dove are covered with silver and with glittering gold. When the sovereign one scatters kings, let it snow on Zalman. The mountain of Bashan is a towering mountain. The mountain of Bashan is a mountain with many peaks. Why do you look with envy, O mountains, with many peaks, at the mountain where God has decided to live? Indeed, the Lord will live there permanently. God has countless chariots. They number in the thousands. The Lord comes from Sinai in holy splendor. You ascend on high. You have taken many captives. You receive tribute from men, including even sinful rebels. Indeed, the Lord God lives there. The Lord deserves praise. Day after day, He carries our burdens. The God who delivers us. Our God is a God who delivers. The Lord, the Sovereign Lord, can rescue from death. Indeed, God strikes the heads of His enemies, the hairy foreheads of those who persist in rebellion. The Lord says, I will retrieve them from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depths of the sea, so that your feet may stomp in their blood, and your dogs may eat their portion of the enemy's corpses. They see your processions, O God, the processions of my God, my King, who marches along in holy splendor. Singers walk in front. Musicians follow playing their stringed instruments in the midst of young women playing tambourines. In your large assemblies, praise God, the Lord, and the assemblies of Israel. There is little Benjamin, their ruler, and the princes of Judah in their robes, along with the princes of Zebulon and the princes of Naphtali. God has decreed that you will be powerful. O God, you have acted on our behalf. Demonstrate your power. Because of your temple in Jerusalem, kings bring tribute to you. Sound your battle cry against the wild beast of the reeds and the nations that assemble like a herd of calves led by bulls. They humble themselves and offer gold and silver as tribute. God scatters the nations that like to do battle. They come with a red cloth from Egypt. Ethiopia voluntarily offers tribute to God. O kingdoms of the earth, sing to God. Sing praises to the Lord, to the one who rides through the sky from ancient times. Look, he thunders loudly. Acknowledge God's power, His sovereignty over Israel, and the power He reveals in the sky. You are awe-inspiring, O God, as you emerge from your holy temple. It is the God of Israel that gives the people power and strength. God deserves praise. Psalm 98, a psalm. Sing to the Lord a new song. For he performs amazing deeds. His right hand and his mighty arm accomplish deliverance. The Lord demonstrates his power to deliver. In the sight of the nations, he reveals his justice. He remains loyal and faithful to the family of Israel. All the ends of the earth see our God deliver us. Shout out praises to the Lord, all the earth. 
break out and joyful shout and sing. Sing to the Lord accompanied by a harp, accompanied by a harp and the sound of music, with trumpets and the blaring of the ram's horn. Shout out praises before the King, the Lord. Let the sea and everything in it shout, along with the world and those who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing in unison before the Lord, for He comes to judge the earth. He judges the world fairly and the nations in a just manner. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 128, a song of ascents. How blessed is every one of the Lord's loyal followers, each one who keeps His commands. You will eat what you worked so hard to grow. You will be blessed and secure. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine in the inner rooms of your house. Your children will be like olive branches as they sit around your table. Yes, indeed, the man who fears the Lord will be blessed in this way. May the Lord bless you from Zion, that you may see Jerusalem prosper all the days of your life, and that you might see your grandchildren. May Israel experience peace. Blessings. Are you truly aware of each blessing the Lord is doing in your life? How do you respond when you are, re- or when you are blessed? Living in a first world country, I honestly tend to assume these good things that I experience are a result of living in this age, in this country, and as a result of living a clean, healthy life. Does that sound arrogant? Yes, I do focus on striving to recognize blessings throughout the day. Some of those blessings that I often do stop and to chat with God about are the things that I see in nature around me, such as birds singing, a fox running up the driveway, the breezes, the warmth of the sun. You know, my body, such as bodily functions of being able to breathe, to have a heartbeat, to be able to walk without pain, to see smiles and read God's word, to hear the sound of laughter, especially that sound from my grandchildren. Provisions, having access to healthy food choices galore, having clean water, having a hat and gloves to keep me warm while outside in the elements, My unemployment, okay, not one of them are glamorous, and I have several, nor do I have to worry about ever getting rich or famous from any of them. Each of them, each job that I have been given, provides joy and a sense of satisfaction of a job well done, and each dollar earned allows us to pay bills, to bless others, and are a stepping stone in this life's journey. Then I have relationships. David, my husband of over three decades, is my most treasured blessing. What about you? Father God, today we have heard that you desire us to sing a new song, to worship you with our voices, just 
As we have heard from the mouths of children and young babies, you have ordained praise. That was today in Psalm 8. Open our eyes oh, and open our understanding that all that we have is not because we are exceptionally talented. Each good thing that we have in life here on earth is because you, Lord God, have blessed us, period. Give us the desire to be humble about all that surrounds our life and all that is in our life. Give us an understanding of how you would have us use each blessing in our life for your glory instead of for our own satisfaction. Open our heart to be a channel of your love to those who are in need, especially the elderly, the forgotten, and the little ones. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, prayer request for today. I'm still in Indiana with my husband, taking care of Marty, my brother-in-law, who broke his ankle on Christmas Day at our home. Um, The surgery was a success per the report that we got from the surgeon. It was a bit more intensive than expected, but the damage has been repaired, and that's a huge praise God. And now the hard work begins following instructions, which will involve a lot of downtime for many weeks, followed by many weeks of physical therapy. We are requesting prayer for Marty's pain levels because the pharmacy that the center sent the pain medicine prescription was closed when we got there. So Marty is going to have to push through this night with only the over-counter, over-the-counter pain meds of Tylenol and Advil. And also, please continue to pray for patience for David and I. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Now for those who would desire to go deeper into God's Word, at the very end today, we continue the Genesis journey. Would you say yes to God if it meant to take your wife and leave everything that you had known? Would you step out in faith and believe God to be a truth teller? Today we learn about one person who was willing, and we are in Genesis chapter 12. Now for those who desire to connect, to request prayer for yourself or for somebody that you know, to ask questions, to say hi, or to request a free Bible or free resources about the Lord, the number to call if you're in the United States is 470-240-1509. For listeners elsewhere around the globe, the best way to contact directly is through WhatsApp. The WhatsApp number is 1-470-240-1509. You can also connect or message through social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Parlor. So in closing, remember this thought from Psalm 68. Sing to God. Sing praises to His name. Exalt the one who rides on the clouds. For the Lord is His name. Rejoice before Him. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. I am praying for you. And Lord willing, I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. 
Going deeper into the Word of God, Genesis chapter 12. We have completed 11 chapters of the book of Genesis as we are navigating through God's history and dealing with the early generations of mankind. Wow, there is a lot of information filling the pages. I assure you that what is written here is truth. God's truth transcends time and space because God is eternal without beginning or end. When He says something will happen, we can know that He is faithful and it will come to pass. Today we will meet a man who ascended from Adam, Noah, and Shem. Yesterday we learned of his dad, Terah, who moved his family from Earl of the Chaldeans which was known to be the center of idol worship, to the city of Haran. So as I read this chapter, allow God's words to wash over you and through you, trusting the Holy Spirit to unpack this information for you. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. Genesis chapter 12, The Obedience of Abram Now the Lord said to Abram, Go out from your country, your relatives, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. Then I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, so that you will exemplify divine blessing. I will bless those who bless you, but the one who treats you lightly I must curse so that all the families of the earth may receive blessing through you. So Abram left, just as the Lord had told him to do, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they left for the land of Canaan. They entered the land of Canaan. Abram traveled through the land as far as the oak tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. So Abram built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Then he moved from there to the hill country east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and worshipped the Lord. Abram continually journeyed by stages down to the Negev. The promised blessing jeopardized. There was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to stay for a while because the famine was severe. As he approached Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarai, Look, I know that you are a beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Then they will kill me, but will keep you alive. So tell them you are my sister, so that it may go well for me because of you, and my life will be spared on account of you. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. When Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh. So Abram's wife was taken into the household of Pharaoh, and he did treat Abram well on account of her. Abram received sheep 
and cattle, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord struck Pharaoh and his household with severe diseases because of Sarai's, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister, so that I took her to be my wife? Now here is your wife. Take her and go. Pharaoh gave his men orders about Abram, and so they expelled him along with his wife and all his possessions. Do you take God at his word? Would you just pick up your household and move to an unknown destination if you heard God tell you to do so? Do you even know what it sounds like when God is speaking to you? Perhaps you don't even think that God still speaks to humans. Oh friend, He does. If we have ears to hear and a heart that is obedient, a heart that is seeking Him, note that God did not say, Go here. And name a great city. He simply said, Go to the land that I will show you. God promised to make Abram a great nation. Remember, his wife Sarai has not been able to have a single child thus far. And it is noted that Abram is 75 years old, which is not exactly young. Most of the men that were listed in the genealogy that we heard of yesterday had their first son by the age of 50. So in verse 7, the Lord appeared to Abram and proclaims, To your descendant, I will give this land. Remember who were living in this land? It is called Canaan because the descendants of Canaan or the Canaanites lived here. Do you remember Canaan? He was Noah's grandson. You may want to flip back to Genesis 9 and refresh your memory. We have the first glimpse here that God was bringing fulfillment to the curse that Noah had prophesied over Ham's son, Canaan. Also here in this chapter, we learn that Abram is not a perfect man, but a man who is sort of marches to his own drummer. There is a famine in the land. And so, he went where there was food, Egypt. He realizes that going there with a beautiful woman who is his wife most likely will be a problem. And the problem is that Pharaoh took whatever woman he wanted when he wanted. And so, Abram gets her to agree that if asked, Abram is her brother, which is actually true. But before you go, ooh. They shared the same father, but a different mother. Yes, I know, it's not accepted that way today. But how do you think that they populated the earth if they did not intermarry between cousins and step-siblings? What is interesting about the Egyptian side trip is that even in the midst of Abram doing what seemed best for him and his family in the face of the famine— God did what he promised when he first spoke to Abram and told him to leave and follow him. Verse 3 says, I will bless those who bless you, but the one who treats you lightly I must curse, so that all the families of the earth may receive blessing through you. 
Okay, what can we learn here? Well, since we have all God's Word before us available in the Bible through books, digital resources, and audio, you and I, we can take hold of these promises. We can choose to take God at His Word just like Abram did. And we can choose to bow before the Lord and to worship Him as Abram did. So what is holding you back from asking the Lord to speak to you? What is holding you back from asking God to guide you along life's pathways?